Hello everyone, wherever, whenever you are tuning into this edition of the podcast, the Event Industry News podcast, me and James are on today. James is our resident host um, and we've just worked out this will be episode 223. It's a special edition, a, a handing back of the baton per se. Um, <laughs> James, welcome to the podcast that you host most of the time for EIM. Well, you say most of the time, mate, but you've been doing it for the last... I worked it out. It's pretty much a year. Uh, yes. it, it, it's, it's almost a year, um, 11 and a bit months since I last recorded the podcast, maybe a little bit less than that from when people last heard me on the podcast. But yeah, episode 223. Crazy. Yep. And I must add, well, we need to explain why you disappeared for a little while and why I took off. It wasn't just my ego, as, as most people know. <laughs> I've got a big ego, but it wasn't my ego that wanted to take over. And let's be honest, mate, of the 223 episodes, you've probably done near enough 200 of those for us at EIN, I would imagine. Yeah, prob- probably a couple of hundred. I looked back and, and it was, I think it was 2015 that we... I've actually got buried on an old in an old Dropbox folder. I have the... EIN podcast pilot edition that was recorded at EIN HQ. So I do have the pilot recording. I don't know if that one was ever published, but may, maybe we may publish snippets of that just for a laugh to look back. But yeah, the pilot episode was probably five years ago. There's been a couple of hundred episodes under our belt since then. And, and in terms of why I disappeared, I was unfortunate enough March last year to to be one of the early adopters of the COVID-19 virus. Um, uh, I I pivoted from health (laughs) to ill health in a period of about seven days and uh, ended up in hospital. It it was it was pretty bleak, let's be honest, for for a couple of weeks. You know, I was in intensive care, um, but I came out of hospital in mid-April last year at the the height of lockdown one and the peak of that sort of first wave um and took a few months to recover and um you know anybody who tunes into the podcast will know that you know i was involved in in the virtual event tech live last november so i was i was you know back to health by that point and able to to participate in etl but that that you know to anybody who did wonder um explains hopefully my absence from hosting the podcast for that for that period of time and um, and the baton being handed or picked up ably by you. It wasn't so much handed as, you know, um, thrown at you at great velocity um, and you picked it up. So I have to say, yeah, thanks, mate. And uh, th- thanks for looking after things while I was away. Oh, well, obviously it wasn't the preferred choice. Um, <laughs> you know, um, you do a great job at hosting us. And, um, you know, we were uh, for anybody listening at EIM, we were, we were totally shook by... Um, James being taken ill into hospital, um, especially since we'd been on a an event together just so shortly before that, right, mate? Mm, yeah, um, yeah. I guess before we jump into anything industry related, mate, what would you say is your biggest thing now? Reflecting upon that period, you know, for, for for many, like COVID, still not affected them personally. It's it's not affected me personally per se. I know people mm, yeah. have had it, but it's not affected me or even worse you know i've not lost any family members or anything like that but is there a is there a golden nugget of reflection that you might want to share with with the listeners uh, i guess i'm i'm maybe more attuned to what it does to people you know maybe more so than people who have had a direct um experience of it um and 
you know, it's important to state, you know, without getting too sort of dark about it, that it's not just, it doesn't just affect the person who has it really badly. You know, I was, to put things into context, I, I was very ill. I was taken to hospital by ambulance. I was put to sleep for two weeks so they could ventilate me. Um, and then, uh, you know, from going asleep to waking up fully was a period of about two and a half weeks. Um, and then, you know, another few weeks recovery in intensive care before before I was discharged. But the, the important thing to state is, is that it, it doesn't just affect the person who is ill with it, it affects their immediate family and friends and obviously people who worry for them, particularly at that time, because it was such an unknown entity. Um, so I suppose that it, from a reflective point of view, you know, I, I am slightly more attuned to the damage that it can do and has the potential to do to people who get it badly um, and to their families um, you know it, to, to some extent so I've 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 been very stringent about following the rules since then um, for, for, for obvious reasons um, but I, I guess you know bringing it onto you know podcast topic and onto the industry it, it maybe gives me um, an alternative perspective and, and not a unique perspective but one that maybe is only accessible to a minority of people so um, we've already you know I say I'm going to be back on the podcast I've already pre-recorded um, a couple of episodes you know just just at the end of last week um, so the first couple of episodes of me being back of, are in the can and and they were great it was great to pick up those conversations again great to talk to people and um, interestingly you know irrespective of my own personal experience those two episodes certainly um we had an awful lot in common and the people the the guys who were on those episodes as guests you know we shared a lot of common thoughts about um what's happening in the world at the moment and what's happening in events awesome mate. well we're obviously very grateful to have you back um we're obviously we were obviously grateful back in last year when you worked with us on on event tech live in november um Tell us a little bit just as a highlight for those that are, I guess, listening in. What was the the two podcasts that they've got looking forward to either already have listened to or maybe coming up? What were they? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we're going to put out this little, you know, this little chat with me and you um, before the two episodes that I've recorded so far will will air. I think um, the first one back was with a lovely gentleman called Harlan Davis, who is um, VP uh at gds group um the second episode was a guy called richard uh twamley um who's a creative director uh, at an agency called top banana now as is as is the way with the podcast a lot of the times i i very rarely know or have met the guests prior to actually doing a podcast with them and um i always think one of the best things about the podcast and what i enjoy most about it is the fact that i don't know these people you know i'm not loading the questions up i'm not you know sort of feeling awkward at all because I know this person and now I want to go sort of fishing about their business or what they do in the industry. You know, the good thing about a lot of the guests that we have on is the fact that I'm asking the questions for the very first time. You know, I don't know these people, what their background is. So I'm taking maybe an inquisitive approach to, to who they are, what their company does, why they've done certain things. Um, and both of these guys, Harlan and, and Richard, were, were, were brilliant in that respect, you know, that they work in similar ways in terms of delivering events for their clients. Um, Richard, you know, he, he, the Top Banana Agency work with a lot of major, major brands. Um, they're creative communications industry, so they're utilising events as part of the whole sort of marketing element for the brands that they're working with. Um, and that was a really interesting chat about how they're approaching things and how the digital 
um, events and the online events are, are, are continually you know, have continuously been utilised during the last 10 months to, to help promote the brands that they're working with um, and finding new ways to do that. Um, Harlan it had some fantastic um, um, opinions and, and, and thoughts about the whole adoption of virtual, but really how it was there anyway. You know, we were talking, um, as he quite rightly pointed out in that episode, about running virtual events and hybrid events, you know, for the last six, seven, eight years, really. Um, and the fact that our hand simply was somewhat forced by events last year um, to, to stop in its tracks the live side of things and then start pushing what we we're doing with virtual. So both the conversations were fascinating and, and um, worked really nice and served perfectly kicking sort of back off my involvement in the podcast and, and, you know, picking up and finding out what people have been up to for the last 10 months. Um, and I look forward to more of them. I'm looking forward to listening to those two, mate. And um, I'm, lo I'm looking forward to listening to many more that you record for us because you have um, a great interview style. Um, and I agree with you. It makes sense that you know, not having those relationships, um, you know, go straight into it head on and, and ask mm. those inquisitive questions of, of people. So, yeah, um, I mean, on the flip stuff. side to that, if I might add, you know, we've had some great guests over the years. And, you know, I often say at the end, of, people may often hear me say at the end of episodes, you know, thanks for coming on. It'd be great to catch up with you again in the future, you know, and, and, and you know, as good as it is and to contradict myself slightly, as good as it is to have these guests who I've never met before so that I can ask honest questions to them. Um, I'd love to hear from any of our previous guests who are, are listening into the podcast and who think actually maybe now's the, 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 the time for a bit of a catch up and to find out what you're doing. And uh, maybe this is a good opportunity whilst me and you are doing this little sort of five minute teaser for the podcast to, to say to people, you know, get in touch. Yep. You know, we, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, all those platforms. You know, you can email us through the Event Industry News website get in touch if you've got an idea for a podcast if you've done something creative over the last 10 months if you've got some thoughts some opinions anything you'd like to share about your experience with the industry um get in touch and one thing i would like to say adam before i hand back to you is that i've realized certainly in the last few months that there is a huge part of the industry if not the majority of the industry that don't get to actually work on the big glamorous events I think we forget sometimes that a huge part of the events industry at ground level is, is stuff that's maybe not as glamorous, but forms the bread and butter of the industry. You know, the, the hotel conferencing, um, you know, d d weddings, those sort of events, you know, that, that are relying on smaller suppliers. You know, everyone wants the glamorous big events and everyone aspires to do that. But I think it's fair to say that for a lot of the industry, for a lot of freelancers like me, certainly, our bread and butter... Um, in terms of income and work is made up of small events and um, I think that's something that I'd really like to look at in future episodes of the podcast to speaking to people who work at that smaller to medium level who may have been really really affected quite negatively by by the last few months and um, if you're listening to this and you fall into that sort of category get in touch we'd love to hear from you. I agree with you mate there's many events that form the foundation of many sectors we bring people together in moments in time whether that be in a business setting a personal setting and you're right not everything can grab the headlines like maybe Glastonbury or those kind of events yeah um but you know anybody that works in the events industry as far as I'm concerned really forms the bedrock and foundation of those industries being able to come together in a meaningful way mm. um, and bring friends and family together in it so yeah absolutely yeah. um 
and then just one final little i guess message from me um that you've not heard the last of me um we have launched a new podcast at event industry news um under the event tech live banner um so i know james you know about this but we've we've essentially launched a a live version of the podcast so we're using a technology that probably many people in the events industry now know called Streamyard. Um, it has allowed us to connect it to our social platforms on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And we've already delivered one episode with two great people, Will Curran and Brent Kruger, both based in the US. And the idea behind that live podcast is, and I think this is the way that many live po- many podcasts might go, is, is a, a live element to it, is allow the listener, um, or you the listener, to actually engage live if you can, mm. if you have the time and ask questions. It was the one thing that was kind of missing. Um, I like the fact that with the podcast, you can listen at any time, anywhere, and you can pick up where you left off and all that kind of stuff. But thinking about that event experience or or being able to engage with these really interesting people, that was kind of missing for me. So this is the best of both worlds. Next episode is up in another couple of weeks. If you're interested in event technology, because this is what this podcast is all about, we've, we've dubbed it the event tech talk show, or at least I have anyway. <laughs> um, it's a great way to engage and ask people questions about event tech or just generally about themselves, their position in the industry, their thoughts and feelings on the future of the sector. Um, and again, as James has said, if you're within that, with if you're an event technology company, if you're using technology, if you're an organizer who hates virtual events, reach out to me on social media, editor at eventnewsnews.com. Uh, we're looking at covering all sides and aspects of it. And maybe even James, hopefully one day we'll bring a live element to the EIM podcast. Yeah, I, I would hope so, mate. And I think what you've said is absolutely right about the interaction. You know, we saw that with our virtual event, you know, Event Tech Live virtual in November. One of the biggest things of doing it that way was the interaction that we had um, through the digital platforms whilst the sessions were taking place, you know to all intents and purposes and this is something that will crop up no doubt in discussions um there is very little difference between the live streamed podcast that you're doing and some of the sessions that we had at event tech live you know they were just branded as two different things um and having that live interaction with the audience whilst that takes place um is is a huge one and certainly something that we'll look to do with the ein podcast um in the coming months we'll let you get up and running on Streamyard with the uh, event tech live talk show yeah 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 you you iron out all the wrinkles and then we'll pick it up once it's uh, a tried and tested formula and we can run with it there all right mate well officially to hand the baton back over i will let you sign off for us Thank you very much, Adam. You've been listening to the Event Industry News podcast with my guest today, Adam Parry, editor of Event Industry News and host of the Event Tech Talk Show. My name is James Dixon. It's been great to be back and we'll see you on episode 223 of the Event Industry News podcast. See you then, guys. Goodbye. (laughs) 